Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's wrestling. That's right, the Getting Over Boys are here talking about SummerSlam. Something I didn't mention in this is in my younger days, SummerSlam was one of my favourites. I think WrestleMania, maybe something, uh, Royal Rumble, uh, mm, tough to pick. Anyway, we're talking SummerSlam, we're talking all the matches to come. It was recorded a little bit earlier than normal, so any matches that have been re- announced since, obviously, we won't have covered. Apologies there, it is covered in the podcast. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. If you've got a wrestling fan in your life, you know a wrestling fan, send this podcast their way. They're almost definitely going to get something from it and they will thank you for it. So there we go. Right, let's crack on. Got plenty to do, so here we go. This is CookieCast, getting over. Recording in progress. Hello. That's it. Spitting Mac, we're back, we're back, we're back. So it is time for Getting Over, the home of all things WWE on CookieCast. And whether you're brand new to the podcast or a seasoned veteran, you've joined us at an excellent time because uh, we're heading into one of the big four events of the year, and that is WWE SummerSlam. Uh, Not only have you lovely listeners joined me, uh, but I also have our three regular contributors, Mr. Matthew Moore, Mr. Paul Williams... And the head of all things Cookie Cast, Mr. Andy Cook. You alright, gents? Good thanks, you? Yeah. Distinctly average as always. Never more. Um so have we have we all recovered from the fact that Money in the Bank was in the, in this country and uh, all the build up to Money in the Bank that BT Sport obviously had such a lovely time that they've changed the name as a result of it, so anyway. Speaking of Money in the Bank. Uh, predictions title. Last time around, Mr. Williams was left standing atop of the mountain, holding the gold, and would be looking to retain on this podcast. Will that come true? So we had, um, in recent months, we've had some really strong showings with a prediction score, some of you might remember. Um, but regular listeners will be pleased to know that normal service has resumed for probably at least two of us on this episode. Um, there was a total of seven points available, and yeah, some good, some not so good. So out of those seven, in last place, with three points, is Matt. Sorry, Matt. Um, I had a bit of a shocker, really. Um, I was only one point in front of you on four points, uh, stuff that did us over... Neither of us got the men's money in the bank winner. Neither of us got the women's money in the bank winner. Um, you had Rousey and Baszler to win. And obviously there was that uh, turn in that match as well. You had Riddle to win. And Gun- uh, Gunther took that one. Uh, I had Dominic. You had Cody. So that was where we levelled out. So... It's, it's, gone, it's gone a little closer for the last bit. So, considering um, 
that Paul managed to pick both Money in the Bank winners. Things were looking pretty good for the uh, for the reigning champion. That is until he picked Dominic Mysterio to beat Cody. Andy picked Cody and that victory was the difference. So Andy now claims the predictions title and is, is, is heading off into the sunset with a goal on this episode. So yeah, Andy, six out of seven points this time. Paul on five. Very well played, gentlemen. Thank um, you. Thank did you. we... Did, did we partake in some money in the bank, particularly as it was over here this time? Anybody? Ooh. A smidge. I, I, I believe I watched it pretty much live. I, I ended up watching it twice because I watched it pretty much live and then watched it the next day with the boys as well. So it was uh, it, it was good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, the whole event. It felt like a big deal considering that there's, what, maximum of 20,000 people in that tiny arena, but it's... Um, yeah, I still think they should have done it somewhere bigger, um, definitely. But they're, they're always going to do London, really, weren't they? they got it. I think. Well, the great. I mean, obviously, we went to the one at, at the Millennium Stadium, the whatever it's Palace it now. Um, and that obviously, well, that wasn't full, but it was pretty full. I think it's like just testing the waters to see what they can bring next and what they appetite for it is as it were kind of thing um, but yeah you know hopefully that means maybe we'll get another SummerSlam maybe mm-hmm. wish. Um, no. or possibly a Wrestlemania slash Rumble type thing um, at a big stadium where the roof shuts possibly they'd, they'd, I think they'd, they'd have to do it at Cardiff again personally for that to get the full the full closure but the um, obviously the Wrestlemania thing as well was teased wasn't it we had a, a surprise appearance by the guy who had definitely been all over social media saying he was in London for the last two weeks before the event but it was a surprise appearance uh, by none other than 16 time world champion Mr John Cena um, apparently Triple H didn't give him the information to say he just went out there with a live mic Dropped all the higher ups in it by pretty much promising a WrestleMania for London, and then disappeared off again without. Uh, oh no, wait a minute! No, he beat up Grayson Waller for about five seconds, and then uh, and then left. Be interesting if they do go down that route. Um, I can't see it happening in the next couple of years, um, on the basis that, as, as I understand it, cities have to bid for WrestleMania, so London would actually have to pull their finger out in some regard as well to, to participate it's not just handed to them um, I, I, from what I've seen even though the details haven't been released it's pretty much confirmed obviously next year is in Philadelphia the year after that is pretty much locked in so could it be 2026 uh, the, the cynic in me wants to say it depends how well All In does at Wembley Stadium different time of the year though uh, they're doing it at the at, you know the end of summer whereas April late March I mean Wrestlemania in a scarf anyone like yeah we'll see about that I'm, I'm well, still on go on well Philadelphia is not going to be warm in April does their stadium close 
Nope. Ooh. So we have to. I would, I would, I would always class like Philadelphia, New York, that sort of area, as kind of a similar sort of climate to over here, if not potentially colder. Because if you sort of, if you like, if you look at say, best example being obviously Buffalo. As soon as it gets to winter, the amount of times that when the Bills play in the NFL, there's snow. So I'd say that like New York, the sort of the northwest, <laughs> sorry, the northeast, sorry, of uh, of America, as a as a generally sort of similar climate to England or the UK, as it were. Um, so I think you could you could probably get away with having Wembley host WrestleMania, and it not be freezing cold. I mean, they, they did WrestleMania in Tampa where they got rained off for a little bit of time, didn't they? In inclement weather, as it's described in the States. I'm, I'm not sure that they've ever done it where they've had to clear the ring of frost. So that might be, uh, might be an issue. Uh, but yeah, speaking of speaking of shows over here, um, I was lucky enough to go to one of the house shows on the tour leading up to it. Uh, it was a good experience. Uh, it was the first time I got to take my kids to a live WWE event and they absolutely lost their tiny minds when they realised what was happening. Uh, we, t- we told them that we were taking them to Meadow Hall and one of my kids particularly hates shopping. So, was delighted at the prospect of going after school on a Thursday for an hour's drive to go and do something he hated. And then we drove past Meadow Hall and he was a bit like, didn't say anything. And as we pulled up, I was like, do you know what that is? And I'm like, nope. I was like, Sheffield Arena. And what do you think's in Sheffield Arena? And he went, don't know. I was like, WWE? And he was like, and Cody? And he's like, as soon as I said Cody, that was it. It was like, <laughs> in the back of the car. So that was that was pretty cool. Um, we we struck it lucky for them, for particularly because all three of their favourites were there uh, in Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins and, and Cody Rhodes. Um, but we got treated to eight <gasps> matches. Becky Lynch defeated Zoe Stark. Uh, Bronson Reed defeated Shinsuke Nakamura, which was a little bit of a surprise considering Nakamura was heading into the Money in the Bank match that weekend and Bronson Reed was not on the card. Uh, Rhea Ripley uh, retained her uh, women's world title against Natalia. Matt Riddle and Alpha Academy, minus Maxine, defeated Imperium, which sounds dead hokey, but it was match of the night for me. Um, it was real good fun. A lot of action in it. Chad Gable pulling out a Canadian destroyer on Gunther was just insane. Um, Cody Rhodes beat Finn Balor in not just any old match. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've guessed it. It was a Sheffield street fight. And putting um, Cody uh, put uh, Balor through a table towards the end before um, hitting him with crossroads for the win. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez beat Piper Niven. Dominic Mysterio pinned Ricochet. Following a frog splash, giving it the old Eddie stuff, which the crowd absolutely ate up. And then the main event of the evening was Seth Rollins retaining his World Heavyweight Championship against Damian Priest. In a little bit of uh, foreshadowing, really, I guess, in the sense of then Damian Priest went on to win the men's Money in the Bank match uh, later on in that week. Aside from that show, moving back to America... After Money in the Bank, we yet again 
got some brand new women's tag team champions. I mean, Paul, Paul's reactions there sort of say no. Um, Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green now hold the gold after beating Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. So that title change came at Money in the Bank. They didn't even bother putting Liv's side plates on one of the titles. That That's how little they thought about what was, was going to happen. It's not like Liv doesn't have them. She was SmackDown Women's Champion, so they're definitely in existence in, in the vault. Surely it's not that difficult. Um, I am quite happy for Chelsea Green and, and Sonya Deville in the respect of it's their first titles within WWE, as far as I'm aware. And uh, Matt Cardona, the artist formerly known as Zack Ryder, was in attendance to see Chelsea win her first title in WWE, but has now spent the rest of the time since that point claiming that he is one half of one half of the women's tag team champions. I mean, getting into it, surely that makes him a quarter. But he's just done a tour in Japan and made most of the appearances wearing a women's tag replica belt to the ring. I quite enjoyed that. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, however, said titles are seemingly becoming a bit of a poison chalice. Because we've had more bad news for Liv Morgan. Uh, it appears she has suffered another injury this calendar year. This time to her, uh, her shoulder. Uh, she was scheduled to face Rhea Ripley on Raw uh, last week. However, Rhea attacked her before the match with a steel chair. Uh, smacking her arm about a bit. Morgan was seen on screen saying she couldn't move her arm. After the commercial break. And uh, the match did not go ahead. So seemingly Liv has been written off TV for a little while. Um, so... Hope the injury heals. She's not had a great run with that this year, unfortunately. Um, and she's she's definitely become one of the stronger characters, particularly within that tag division. And not really sure where they're going to go with that. Um, they obviously binned off the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships in absorbing them into the main titles fairly recently, which I think we'd uh, discuss last podcast. Um, Will they get rid of these eventually? Who knows? I, I, I don't know how how strongly they're coming across anymore. I'd like to think they wouldn't, because obviously it's it's kind of a kick in the... I was going to say kick in the balls, but that wouldn't make any sense. Um, be a bit of a kick in the pants to the, the, the women's division if they were like, well, they haven't got over... It's not, it's not our fault, even though we've, you know, just given... The, the public absolutely no reason to sort of like find interest in them when we just basically change them more than some of the wrestlers change their gear um, but I mean it kind of feels like they're in the last chance saloon with them for me because if, if Green and Deville don't hold them for at least the rest of the year it's, it's kind of pointless it's, it, it is basically just a meaningless set of belts for me the problem is there's no place for them to really kind of push them because obviously they do they do a bit more of the women's wrestling but they don't put too much on because apparently people don't watch it so at the moment they're very much committed to Rhea Ripley and obviously all the stuff we hear we've got Becky Lynch and uh, Trish Stratus and all that kind of side of things <clears throat> whoever the women's champion is in NXT at the moment, but then slotting those tag titles in somewhere in the TV, because you think, all right, we'll just send them to NXT. And you're like, well, no, there's a women's champion there, and 
there only seems to be enough for one segment per show per mm. per week for on all three shows for the women to have their thing. So it's like the odd one out in in the kind of thing, and you just think it's a, it'd be a shame if they got rid of it because I think it it's a step backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but they need to find a better way of pushing it, even if it's three little slots as opposed to one longer slot in one of the main shows, kind of thing, like a little kind of 10 minute or something like that to kind of push it a bit more. And I think the two, particularly Chelsea Green, should be a good character to push those titles on because I do do enjoy the character that she's got now. I mean, a a character in an end impact was good, uh, but the character that she's got now is good as well. Special shout out to Samantha Irvin as well, the ring announcer, for the inflection that she puts on so many different ring entries. Like the Chelsea Green one is perfect for her. If you don't know what I'm talking about, um, go and find Samantha Irvin on Instagram and follow her, and just watch the videos. She that is a, that is a woman who loves her job and puts a lot of effort into it. Um, very jealous of, of the job that she she gets to do it as it is, but she does it so so well. Um, just skipping on to the next bit, in, in terms of what Matt was saying about there's only limited segments um, on the shows, it, it seems for me at the moment that the Judgment Day are in every single one of them. You want to watch Raw? Cool. Get ready for the Judgment Day for three hours. Oh, okay, well, maybe NXT is a bit of a safe haven because they won't be on there, right? No, 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 no. They're, they're, they're featured at least twice in the two hours that they're on. Um, so... Bit of a wind down to the end of the week. They, they, they absolutely won't be on SmackDown, though, will they? Oh no, 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 they'll they'll, they'll be there too. Uh, despite the fact we have a very strict brand split still in uh, operation, yeah. Anyway, uh, the, like I say, they are taking over. Rhea was already women's world champion. Finn was in the world heavyweight championship match at Money in the Bank, and we'll, we'll you know, spoiler. Also at SummerSlam. Priest won Money in the Bank, and now even Dirty Dominic Mysterio has been involved in some gold holding uh, by taking the NXT North American title from Wesley in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Say the the fact that they're everywhere at the moment doesn't look to slow down either, because now Dom holds that title. He will also be involved in a match at the NXT Great American Bash uh, coming up in uh, where are we next weekend? I believe in Texas. Straight, a bit of a strange one. Let's have a big NXT event in Texas and SummerSlams in Detroit. Didn't they do that? Didn't they do that before when it was WrestleMania? No, yeah, Wrestle- when it when it was WrestleMania, they had NXT at dinner time because they had so much to fit in. Yeah, but like, not maybe not last year, but the year before when it was in LA. Didn't they have the NXT show was still in Florida or something like that? No, they've done. They've they've started to take their uh, premium live events on on the road a little bit more, um, but they they used to time them, didn't they? So it was the, it was just for the same weekend, and they'd have one one day and one the next. And now they've seemingly moved their their the, the bigger event, if you like, to the Saturday. Um, apparently, the NXT lot can uh, do what they like. They're not needed for that weekend. They get to go somewhere else instead. Um, um, I'd be interested to see the ticket sales. It's not that I think it's terrible because I actually enjoy NXT, um, and hopefully we'll get to go um, when we go to the states. 
shortly. Um, we'll see, but I, I don't know how well it will do as a standalone event in a full arena at this point in time. I still don't think it's quite at um, 1.0 black and gold levels. It's definitely better than like the Play-Doh NXT 2.0 version, but we're starting to get there. But I just I, I don't know how. I, I'd be interested to see how much uh, of that arena is tapped. But obviously, we'll never know thanks to the wonders of television. Um, and just just I'm oh, sorry, I've skipped forward on what I was going to do to that bit purely for the the segments thing. But just skipping back to injuries, there was there was a little bit of further bad news on Raw this past uh, week as uh, as Kevin Owens seemingly has been dealing with some issues for a while, but has been further aggravated. Um, there's rumours of him to, set to defend the tag titles with Sami Zayn at SummerSlam, but nothing's yet been confirmed for the show at the time of recording. Um, the injury is thought to be broken ribs, which might keep him out of action for quite a while. It's a bit of a tricky one to, to heal. Obviously, every time you move, you'll feel it. Um, but it's safe to say that his character's definitely strong enough. I think they'll still keep him on TV. Uh, it'll, it'll just be Sammy's mouthpiece until, until he heals up, I would have thought. And um, we will see. However, he did he did take a beating on uh, on Raw this past week, so maybe he's maybe he's been given the Liv Morgan treatment of uh, been written off for at least a couple of weeks to get a bit of rest behind him. But either way, no sign of him taking the titles off then. So hopefully he uh, will be back very, very soon. Um, <coughs> So seeing as we've mentioned that they're not to feature at SummerSlam, you might have guessed, we've got some SummerSlam predictions to, to do shortly. Um, just before we do that, we'll just take a minute to, to thank you all for being here again. And uh, if you haven't yet done so, there is a, a little subscribe button on the old YouTubes. And if you're not on the YouTubes, well, shame on you. Uh, but we do appreciate our audio listeners as well. Uh, so if you, whatever platform you're getting this on, do give us a like, a share, and a subscribe, and all those good things. And the regular listeners will know she's still here, waiting to be given away. Please, because I'm, 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 some of you on YouTube can see my office that I'm sat in now. I don't have room for this anymore. I need to send this out. So please subscribe, and maybe you'll get a sent one if you get picked out. Um, before we get to said SummerSlam predictions, I'm just wondering if. We maybe just need a little bit of a rest. We need a rest. You don't need a rest. Stay where you are. Don't blink. We will be back in your ear and eye holes, potentially, in just a few seconds. Recording in progress. See? Told you. There we are. It's, it's, it's almost as if we've never been away. Um... So yeah, we were just about to get stuck into the SummerSlam predictions. So, SummerSlam comes to us live. Uh, I was going to say this coming weekend, but if I'm if I'm being honest, not this coming weekend for us in real time. Because little disclaimer: um, if you've potentially heard the football podcast at this point, you will know that a certain member of the podcast has a fairly lengthy holiday coming up, and. Um, Unfortunately, for, for well, no, fortunately, he's not the only one, because uh, I am also going to be away. Uh, so we are recording slightly ahead of our usual premium live event schedule. 
this may have an impact on the matches, but we'll 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 get to that. Uh, we are, as always, going on the confirmed matches, but we'll 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 address that shortly. So yeah, um, it comes to us live on the weekend of August the fifth from Motor City, Detroit, and the action will be beamed worldwide on the WWE Network, Peacock, if you're in the US, uh, from Ford Field. Like I say, full disclosure, we are recording earlier than normal. Um, I will be in the USA, providing nothing weird happens, but unfortunately not in attendance at SummerSlam, uh, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, so Paul will be on those international shows due to the fact that um, his lovely wife was daft enough to say yes a short time ago. Uh, yeah, shout out to Amy. Ah, how are you doing it? Honestly, well, well played. What what a, what a incredibly foolish woman. <laughs> you heard it from the man himself. I didn't even have to say anything else after my bit. That was it. Um, but yeah, the match information I've got, as always on the podcast, we, I have taken it from WWE.com. Be under no illusion that more matches will likely be added and will probably have been added by the time that you even hear or see this. Uh, the card is subject to change uh, and it's just made even more likely now because of our slightly earlier record. Anyway, to the action we have listed and it's time to predict. Got six matches to discuss, so still a healthy amount. Um, and just That will clearly be a fantastic opportunity for me to probably just score one point. So, the matches on the card are as follows. I've got Logan Paul versus Ricochet. Look at the delight on his face. Uh, the Intercontinental title is on the line with Gunther facing off against Drew McIntyre. The WWE Women's title is on the line. So Asuka is defending her title in a triple threat match with uh, sorry, against Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair. We have Cody versus Brock. We have uh, the small matter of a world heavyweight title match with Seth Freakin' Rollins versus Finn Balor. And just just a, just a, a weird title for a match. We have some tribal combat for the for the first time ever. The undisputed WWE Universal Championship being defended by Roman Reigns against main event Jey Uso. So those are the six that we've got for now. Uh, I'm led to believe from Raw this past week that it's highly likely that we'll get um, Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Rousey, but it's not confirmed currently. Um, I haven't therefore picked it because if I did, they'll do it on SmackDown the night before. We've been here before. Um, right, so we'll start with uh, Andy's favourite, shall we? Not a big E match. Shout out to the uh, long time listeners. We, uh, we'll start with Logan Paul versus Ricochet. So I guess this kind of all came about. And started with that spot during the Royal Rumble match back in January, where both competitors met mid-air clothesline from opposite sides of the ring uh, after springboarding off the top rope. Looked spectacular, got a great reaction, and Logan Paul sold at least one more bottle of allegedly over-caffeinated energy drink. Uh, Ricochet has made a bit of a career of highlight reel-worthy moves. Logan Paul has made a career of being a... on, on videos, I, I guess... Uh, but in his mind, that's this kind of the same. And Logan Paul can't allow Ricochet more spotlight than he gets for his own ego. Um, as we know, 
Both of them entered the, uh, the men's Money in the Bank match last month. Clearly had an insane spot planned where Ricochet was to perform a Spanish fly from the ropes and crash through some tables on the outside. Didn't really go to plan. Anybody see that? <laughs> yes. I, I believe the uh, they did go through the table, but I'm pretty sure Logan Paul's head was about... what? What's that? About 45 inches, you know? Um, it was it was very close to hitting the, either the edge of the table or worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, I think the problem was was that because uh, it was where they tried to sort of was it was it were they on a ladder to then go on the ropes to then complete the rotation through the table? Yeah, I mean, talk about over overcomplicating it for the sake of overcomplicating it. Exactly, and I think it was the I don't know if the the ladder was like skew width or something like that, so they didn't really hit the the top rope at the same time, and that kind of it, it almost seemed like Ricochet went early mm. and tried was, to sort of like drag like, Logan Paul with him. It was a bit like it felt like they they landed slightly wrong on the ropes thought well we're here now minor adjustment fuck it and just went for it regardless and obviously things can go wrong as Paul said Logan Paul's head was very close to, to hitting the edge of the table it definitely scraped the back of him because he got um, cut open I think from the like the plastic trim on the table looking at it or certainly a, a reasonable sized burn not as, not as bad as hardcore Hollywood time but, well no you know because it's all that, it's that thing in it where, like, to, to sort of get that move off perfect, you kind of need to sort of almost go trampoline ropes and then, like, sort of like spring in unison. Yeah. But it was almost as if they sort of tried to step onto the top rope, balance, and then go. Yeah. But, and then Ricochet must have slipped and tried to sort of do it in one motion. And it almost sort of. Fold because because of his athleticism, he sort of folded himself in half quicker than he probably should have done. It was mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't. I think it was one of those one of those moments where watching it went, oh no thanks. Yeah, absolutely so right. Looked, looked looked back to sort of see if there were people that were actually moving, and then I knew it was okay to carry on watching. Well, well, the telltale sign is if you can actually see them on screen because if if it's gone really badly, they ain't showing what's happened. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. what a lovely section of crowd we've got over there. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was exactly as dangerous as it sounded. It didn't go entirely to plan. Um, and whilst both did survive, um, it's safe to say that egos and bodies were definitely bruised and battered. Both blamed each other in a bit of a backstage brawl, and the challenge was laid out for the match uh, for SummerSlam. The one good thing about this is that He's he's relevant. He's on Raw every week. Um, he managed to get some microphone time, so he's he's actually getting to put some some uh, some reps in, which is good. Uh, and he even got to do his rehash from his NXT days, where he did the flip from the ring to land on his feet on the floor at ringside, um, deleting the need for anybody to ever realise that Velveteen Dream was actually a thing at one point. Um, so yeah. So, the question is, will Andy's second favourite wrestler of all time, only after Big E of course, defeat Ricochet 
Or will the luck of the Irish carry Rick to victory? What have we got? I am happy to go first. I have put mine in the book early. Uh, but I fear it might aggravate Andy. So do we just let him go first and rip the plaster off? Go on, Andy. So, here's the problem. If you go back to look at the predictions from last time, a lot of the time, a lot of times that we do these, the predictions often come down to one point here and there. One point can separate last from third, and more often than not, one point can separate first from second. I'm a man who likes the points. And as current champion, I don't want to be giving up that anytime soon. The problem I've got is every single thing I've looked at today says that there is only one winner for this match. So, what I've decided is, if we all know who I'm referring to, but I don't physically say it and you just put what we all know I'm meaning in the book then that's like I didn't say it mm, I, I'm pretty sure that the official rule would be that if you haven't said it I wouldn't be able to issue a point I'll text it to you <laughs> <laughs> Um, is it, is I'll it safe draw to you a picture. Uh, please, please don't, because I think the filters on my software will take that out of action. Um, is it safe to say that you are uh, putting somebody in prime position that you would rather not? Yes. Okay, let's do it this way. It's not Ricochet. Okay, that's fine. I'll, I will put not Ricochet in the book. That's, that's, that's even better. Done. Even better. What you should have done is you should have gone with the yes, you. I would like to put Ricochet down to lose this to match. To not win this match. Yes, Ricochet will not win this match. Okay, so I have put you down for not Ricochet. Uh, Paul? Yes, unfortunately, I too believe that not Ricochet will be winning this particular contest. Where has he got the nickname the Maverick from, by the way? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Is it? Is it? Is it did, uh, did? Is it? Is it Michael Buffer that does the ring announcing for the boxing, and Bruce Buffer does it for the UFC? Is it one of those ones where he's just coined it or some as part of his ring entrance, and he just taken it from there? Because alliteration makes it true, surely. Mm. As in, because he's a massive. No, anyway. Um, so, <laughs> Matt? Yeah, same for me. <clears throat> okay. Ricochet's there to make him look good and make all, make sure the spots work. I, I worry greatly in terms of match quality on this one. I think everything is down to Ricochet. Logan Paul definitely has put a shift in before, but that's been against wrestlers that I definitely have a more map-based style where they're there to sort of be grounded for him. Um, I don't think it's the same ball game with Ricochet. Um, it'll be interesting um, to see how this goes. Um, but like in a kind of, like, like Paul said, when you need to look back at the TV to make sure they've not died kind of a way. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I think I think in the, like, it's, right, obviously we all think he's an annoying prick douchebag 
all, all those sort of things. Credit where it's due, he's an incredibly athletic human being. Mm, yeah. I mean, I, I think we can all safely say that he's clearly demonstrated that he, annoying as he is, he very irritatingly has the ability to pick up certain skills very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And he seems to have acclimatised to the sort of, even just running the ropes, which I would imagine, having sort of stepped into it, however briefly, having stepped into a wrestling ring, I don't imagine that is the easiest thing to learn in the first place. And he seems to have got that down pretty good. So, Well, it's more I than that. If, he, if he's springboarding here, there and everywhere and what have you as well, it's more It's more than just that. He has, he has put a shift in. I mean, like, I think if they're both, because they've both clearly got some form of, like, gymnastics background, I think I feel more comfortable that they'll both know how to protect themselves in falls better than just a randomer coming in off the street. Mm-hmm. Like, like if it was, if it was like, Floyd Mayweather, for example, going up against politics keeps on injuring people, you know. Yeah, all that as well. So I, I, I don't worry from that perspective because I think they'll be able to protect each other because of the fact that they've got the sort of the high-flying stuff down, if that makes sense. Have we just skipped over the fact that Matt's just outed himself as the reason that Ridge deleted his Twitter? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately that did happen. One of uh, Pretty Deadly's Elton uh, has been injured and uh, at, at the hands of... Uh, Rich Holland, not not entirely, obviously on purpose. Strange, Sorry to keep jumping in. It, it seemed as though a couple of people sort of leapt to his defence mm. and said that technically it wasn't really his fault. Mm. It was kind of on Prince for over rotating or something well, like that. I'm 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 sure that will really help him in his rehabilitation and <laughs> healing up process that it was, yes, you are hurt, but it was more your fault. At the end of the day, it, what they do is dangerous. We hear it every week. It's not um, ballet, lady. Exactly. So, it is, it is what it is. Um, I'm sure, though, that Bridge will be back featuring prominently just around the time his brand new action figure gets released, because uh, cynic. Um, yeah. So, unfortunately, we have all done the dirty thing for the first, uh, the first prediction of the podcast. Um, so we'll move on to something which will not only be slightly more entertaining, but will be the exact opposite. If you could pick a match to be the polar opposite of two mm, small to medium build guys springing around like pinballs, it's going to be Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. Oh, hefty boys. Hefty, hefty boys. Well, my, my opening line, that I, Paul, this, you know how much I love to write nonsense for this. It's, uh, guess who's back? Back again. Drew is back to slap big men. That is what he is here for, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he, he returned to a huge ovation at Money in the Bank in front of a home UK crowd. English. Uh, to confront Gunther after his IC title retention against Matt Riddle. Uh, the last time these two were in the ring together, um, also included Sheamus in the triple threat match of WrestleMania. Since then, Drew has been at home, having a little rest. Um, but there's been a bit of turbulence about his contract status, which now seems to be resolved. 
Um, but in the meantime, Gunther has been absolutely swatting everybody in his path, tearing up uh, Monday Night Raw since the draft with the aid of his Imperium teammates. Uh, wasn't a massive fan of Corey Graves deciding to do half of the commentary um, on the Imperium match this past week in uh, as an impression of Ludwig Kaiser. It's not a bad end of the match. Why is Paul you, looking confused? You, you, you dropped out momentarily. Oh, I did. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so Corey Graves pretty much did 75% of the match commentary on Raw this past week for the Ludwig Kaiser-Drew McIntyre match as Ludwig Kaiser because he does, he does a, a decent impression, which is fine. Not when you're on commentary. It just gets annoying. Um, but, yeah, the, the match coming up for SummerSlam then, does kind of see a bit of a historic title reign in jeopardy with Drew looking to reclaim the first singles title that he ever won in WWE whilst Gunther looks to take another step to becoming the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time can he can he beat the honker meter ladies and gentlemen that is that is where we're headed um but yeah which way is it going to go uh Paul do you want to go first Gunther to retain baby okay that was not even a moment's hesitation. Yeah, I mean, he's... They, they, you know, they don't... They, they always... So, the main thing that was that was said about when Cody Rhodes lost to WrestleMania, Triple H came out of the press box afterwards, you know, it wasn't it wasn't the part of the storyline, so that, you know, we stick to long-time storytelling, so that. That's the plan with Gunther, getting past the getting past the honky man, then do whatever you want to do. Don't, like, change course last minute now. Matt? I've got McIntyre. <gasps> Good man. <laughs> What's your reasoning there? Ah, just, ah, I think if he loses to Gunther, then like, where is he? Kind of thing. Yeah, he signed his new contract with WWE, and but he's lost to Gunther, and he's not even mid. You know, he's like mid card, but. That not he shouldn't be there, kind of thing. He should be higher up. But bear in, bear in mind, he can, he can lose and still look strong. Like he can get screwed, basically, which I think is what will happen. <sighs> yeah, but I'm gonna stick with McIntyre. Okay. Uh, Andy, do you want to go next? I'm in full agreement with Paul. Um, okay. Yeah. The 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 long reign and all that. And very much what Paul was saying about stick with it for now and then change it. Just just, just hold, hold fast, hold steady and then do whatever the hell you want. You know, give Drew a rematch and just hand it to him but get through the get through the, the longest reign. I, I, I don't know if they'll... I, I just have this feeling because it's been mentioned early... I don't know if they'll get it to be really close and then like switch it maybe like a week before or something like that, which will be the next level in like Gunther's evolution to be just being a generally massive angry man um, and use that as the fuel to kind of go towards then the world heavyweight title. Um, I, I think it, I think the feud with McIntyre and Gunther together is great for the uh, the actual Intercontinental title itself. Particularly in this iteration, because it's not, it's I 
I, I personally feel it's not been really well looked after since the title belt design last changed. It's not been amazing. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, Matt, you are out there though on, on uh, Points Island, maybe, uh, as I have also picked Gunther. I think there'll be some shenanigans. They've not made anything of Imperium being banned from ringside, so I think, unfortunately, it'll be be a numbers game. Um, not to rule out the fact that this feud won't continue, uh, to maybe that McIntyre will be the man to finally take it from him, uh, but I, I feel like they're going to drag this. Matt Riddle seems to be involved. <sighs> I, I can see this going for at least the next couple of months, really. So, so yeah, Gunther for me. Um, and that rounds out that prediction. So we'll move on. Time for some women's wrestling. The WWE Women's title. Asuka defending in that triple threat match we mentioned against Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair. And um, yeah, so Drew returned, thrust into a title match. And we can't we can't talk about returning and being thrust into a title match without Charlotte Flair appearing. It's like saying Beetlejuice three times. It's like return title match. Oh, she's there. Um, she made her return to SmackDown and suggested that the contenders line started with her whilst Bianca Belair kind of took a, a bit of umbrage to that. Um, Asuka has been scheduled to defend the title on SmackDown in recent weeks. Each time it's ended in some sort of controversy or disqualification. So the only way to settle it seems to be a match under triple threat rules. So no disqualification and one fall to a finish. Is it basically, is Charlotte Flair winning? Is she going to take another step towards the inevitable passing of her father's 16 recognised title reigns? Is, is Bianca going to get it? Or will Asuka just retain and it'll get continued somehow down the line? Andy seems pretty sure of this one straight off the bat, so let's go to Andy. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've been on the whole, Charlotte Flair has to have another win to do the whole... Passing, passing, Rick. So, uh, yeah, I've got a win in the title for this one. Okay, uh, Matt. Yeah, I've got Charlotte Flair winning as well. <clears throat> when it was turned into a triple threat match, I was like, oh, that's a bit suspicious, kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I've gone with her to win. Okay. Um, I've also gone for Charlotte Flair. I have a theory that. Bianca Belair spent so much time at the top in the last couple of years. I think they'll, they'll be trying to like level her down, a l not obviously terribly, but I, I think she can she can take the loss in this match, and I think they'll rebuild to the the Charlotte Asuka flair. Uh, sorry, the Charlotte Asuka feud of old. Um, those two have had some magic, have had some not so magic. Um, but the bottom line is, there's a new piece of hardware in the women's division that Charlotte Flair's not been near yet, and it's been longer than thirty minutes. So it's happening at some point. Um, so yeah, Charlotte Flair also for me. Uh, clean tweet, Paul, or maybe not. No, couldn't couldn't disagree more. Um, I, I I think if you put if you put the title on Charlotte, you kind of negate the let's make her a good guy stuff because people will just literally shit all over it and be like, well, fuck you then. If you're going to just keep putting the belt on it. We're going to keep booing it. Um, so, keep the belt on Asuka. Have Bianca fully sort of complete her uh, heel turn, as it were. 
and you can have Charlotte versus Bianca as the sort of feud that goes on for another couple of months to get to the next sort of big paper you like Survivor Series um, and then you transition into um, Asuka taking on um, EO at some point with the I mean, that's, that's the one thing we've not discussed is the fact that the, the women's money in the bank didn't get used 25 minutes after it was won uh, so that is still in play triple threat match seems the perfect opportunity to, to maybe bring that to fruition but still somebody's got to win the match first Charlotte Flair has been cashed in on before so who's to say that she won't hold the title for five minutes um, just to just to boost them figures anyway we shall move on Cody Rhodes vs Brock Lesnar is next on my list and this all started on the Raw after Wrestlemania where Brock shockingly attacked Cody at Backlash, Cody did get a measure of revenge by defeating Brock Lesnar, but once again was brutalised on Raw the night after. Brock did level the score with Cody at Night of Champions, so one premium live event victory each, but then just disappeared again. As it's, I don't know if he's got like if he's borrowed like Danhausen's cape or something, he just disappears off into the dust. Um, that was until Cody expressed some sort of interest in the World Heavyweight title. And out comes Brock to spoil the party. Um, Cody laid down the challenge, which was subsequently accepted for the rubber match. But the exclamation point of all of this was uh, Cody getting F5'd and then having the Kimura lock applied to him about five feet away from his own mother in his hometown. It's, it's one of them classic WWE, he's in his hometown, he's going to get the shit kicked out of him. Uh, kind of sessions. That's exactly what happened. Um, so yeah, will will Cody get revenge for that act performed in front of his mum, or is the Beast going to conquer the American Nightmare? Uh, Matt, do you want to go first? Yeah, I've gone with Cody to kind of finish this off, put a bow in it, kind of put us out of our misery. To be honest, kind of mm. thing. I've had enough of it. So yeah, Cody. It's it's been a weird one for me this because like. Getting three Brock Lesnar appearances since WrestleMania is quite rare. I think he's probably not got too many stamps left on his card for the current the current uh, contract year. So I, I would have thought he will be going again for, for a longer period of time. Um, and for that reason, uh, I've got Cody as well. Uh, Paul? Yeah, same for me. I think this needs to be his definitive clean win um, to set him back on the on the sort of the road back to uh, the title picture. Whether that's him going coast to coast and winning the Rumble again to set him back up for the title match at WrestleMania next year, but um, yeah, I think if if he if he doesn't beat Lesnar, I'd be very surprised. And if he doesn't beat him clean, then. The, the feud's basically been completely pointless because where does it leave him if he gets a questionable win over him? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, three Cody's. Are we getting a Brock from Mr. Cook? A long time ago, I would have I would have never imagined going against... You know, it was always just put me down for Brock in the book and never ask me about it again. 
Um, and then I reached a point where I was like, yeah, but I'm just, I'm just throwing points down the drain because, you know, Brock loses. Um, yeah, I can't see. I, I'm, I agree with everything that's been said up to this point. Uh, I can't see, you know, anything other than Cody winning this. It makes a lot of sense, and the the stuff Paul said, a clean victory, and then you will have to follow the Brock shaped blur when he. YOLO's out of there for the rest of time <laughs> okay clean sweep we have uh, okay moving on the the world heavyweight title match Seth Freakin Rollins defending against Finn Balor as mentioned it's the repeat of the match from Money in the Bank we once again have got Finn Balor trying to take the title away from Rollins during an interview segment on Raw with Rollins explaining he was ready for new challenges Balor just burst through the door put Rollins in no doubt as to who the next challenger would be um, there was a bit of chair action going on in that uh, backstage area as well but yeah he's not going to rest until he exacts his revenge for what Rollins did to him in the aftermath of the initial crowning of the first Universal Champion Rollins has kept that at bay so far but is he going to continue to do so come SummerSlam and now that Damien Priest has the money in the bank briefcase is that going to play into the result Um Paul, do you want to go first? Yes, I would like to go for Finn to win okay. and Damien Priest to immediately cash in and beat. Okay, uh, uh, I'm going to I'm going to put the cash in. in. Um, I don't know. I, I think they've I think they've got legs with it, that. I think I've I've got Finn to win as well. Um, I don't think the cashing will occur. At SummerSlam, he's promised him it wouldn't. He's well, promised him. He's, he's promised him what, because you've said that. Take take it out. Take take back. <laughs> he's promised him first first crack, and he promised him he wouldn't. I think they can tease the tension a little bit more. Back to your long term storytelling comment. Um, I, I think the destruction Judgment Day are everywhere, as we mentioned. They're not just going to pull the rug out from under. 50% of all programming at the moment. So, I think they'll... 100% of pretty much all programming. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I think they'll... Balor will win and they'll they'll tease the the betrayal. I think they've got legs in that one. Matt? I've gone with Rollins to keep it. Um, but obviously, with shenanigans, with the, with the money in the bag the thing again. Okay. With the case again. I think they'll just... I think no. I think like he'll he'll come down and distract again, but it'll similar kind of thing to Money in the Bank. Okay, I've got you in the book for Rollins, Andy. Yeah, I've got a retain here. Ooh, it's fifty-fifty. Any shenanigans for you? I felt I felt shenanigans for this one and for the women's, but part of me feels like it, it. Part of me feels like it's too obvious, but at the same time, that probably makes sense for it to go that way. So I didn't want to be like, oh, you know, money in the bank sort of thing. So I've just stayed clear, which is probably going to come back to bite me, but it's fine. It's fine, absolutely fine. Who knows? Like, say if that slow build kicks in, you might you, you might be bang on. 
because um, Rollins can still retain and they can still use that tension that Balor couldn't get the job done um, to, to start the destruction of, uh, of Judgment Day. Um, but yeah, that that is the penultimate match that we have on the card predicted. However, it's, it's going to be the main event. It's main event time on this podcast. But just before we do that, set yourselves, grab a drink. Again, two seconds, we shall be right back. Recording in progress. It's main event time. Here we go. So, the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, defended by Roman Reigns against his cousin, main event Jey Uso, in tribal combat. Jey Uso is back in the top slot. He's living up to that moniker he earned during his time with the Bloodline as main event Jey Uso, and he's looking down to take down the uh, the tribal chief at the biggest party of the summer. Following the victory at Money in the Bank, the Usos took Roman to tribal court, meaning they were officially to relieve him of his duties as the tribal chief. Once again, Roman manipulated his way through the whole encounter, and just as it looked like he was going to anoint Jay as the next in line, a low blow from Reigns to Jay saw that this wouldn't come to pass. Solo Sokoa then activated like some kind of grumpy robot and cleaned house alongside Roman Reigns, sending Jimmy Uso to the hospital. This all was happening in Madison Square Garden, if if memory serves correct. By the end of the night, though, Jay just wouldn't let it lie. So he took revenge by using a steel chair to take out Roman Reigns and Solo later that same night before demanding the uh, upcoming title match. On the 21st of July, uh, the, the match was made official on SmackDown with the added stipulation of the Tribal Chieftain being on the line as well as the undisputed title. Uh, Jay became the first person to pin Roman Reigns since TLC 2019 during the main event of Money in the Bank. Uh, is Lightning going to strike twice and with gold and the fate of the family on the line this time? Who wants to take the, the first stab at the last match on our card? Well, Paul's, Paul's pulling faces so he can have it. Go on then, I'll jump in. Um, I think it's a range retain for me. Um, whilst you could argue that it's all built with like his first defence of the Universal Championship I think was against Jey Uso at Hell in a Cell 2020 this would be the way of bringing it full circle and giving it the end to the sort of the beginning as it were whilst that would be nice for you know a sort of a, a one off pop and stuff like that I just don't I don't see Jey Uso being the guy who could take on being the main guy and carry the company moving forward. He's not he's not like the sort of the name of like a Drew McIntyre. He doesn't give the he's he's good on the mic, but is has he only been good on the mic because he's been working with his direct family members and stuff like that. So I'd be worried that he wouldn't i would be worried that he'd lose steam very quickly. Um, so I think there's still I think I think the long the long term goal is to get someone like Cody to take it off him 
at next year's WrestleMania, or even a certain, you know, other family member who might not be doing any sort of work at the moment because everyone's on strike and whatnot. And he's pissed them all off. And, and you know, he's, he's enemy number one, etc. Maybe. And, yeah. That guy. That guy. That that guy that's... Uh, I was getting... Like, like very much before, like the not ricochet thing, he is uh, not in superhero films anymore. Um, so... <laughs> Look how happy he is with that. <laughs> uh, okay, so I think that squarely puts Reigns in the column for you in the book, Andy. So, <clears throat> do you remember back in the days when we used to do, uh, we used to have a grumble? <laughs> when when this match was on the list, I was like, can we just not? Because. I, I don't see a situation until the big match that's coming one day that there's ever going to be a point in time where Reigns isn't going to be in that box. So to predict this match, it should just be Reigns all the way down the page for now until the end of whenever, when they finally decide enough's enough. And I just felt like it was more of a chore than anything to have to say for the 90th time, Reigns retains. So that was my mini grumble with my prediction. Well, it's, it's, it's in the book. Um, there's, there's something I'll, I'll, I'll get to in a second. Matt, do you want to give us yours? Yeah, I've gone for Reigns to retain as well. Um, it's the same as what everybody else has said. You know, I like I don't I like the Usos, <clears throat> but they're two people that you think of the same. I think the better angle would be one of the Usos screwing the other one over to get the title, or to get that, or to take that kind of main thing. But I don't think they're ever going to do that because it's like breaking up the New Day. It's breaking up that kind of thing, and I don't think. It's not like it's not like um, Shawn Michaels throwing Marty Jannetty through the barbershop, barbershop window kind of thing. It, it's not that two people that one is the obvious star and the other one's not. Um, I think they'll drag it out. It'll be some kind of bullshit fetching in the old guys as well to kind of do some kind of telling him off like, you know kind of trying to get him to toe the line a bit better or some some crap like that um, yeah. to drag it out further um, so yeah it'll, it'll be Roman Reigns but kind of some by hook or by crook kind of manner that leaves everybody disappointed and cold but kind of still on this trajectory of him keeping it till rumble WrestleMania next year kind of thing. I never thought that this time last year, like a year on, I would still be saying he's going to have that belt until he faces the Rock at WrestleMania because everybody just thought it would be last year. And then, obviously, the the whole storm of the Dwayne losing his job 
hadn't really happened by that point because um, he was still employed and that kept him out of WrestleMania, ironically. Um, is it going to be next year? Who knows? Is it more likely to be Cody? Probably. Um, the other thing that I've seen rumoured for the weekend is that at some point we are due the appearance again of Bray Wyatt. Apparently, he's going to interject in a match. However, which match has obviously not yet been spoiled, if indeed this does come to fruition. I really hope it's not this match. And that's not because... Like I want, you know, I don't want a hockey finish to it. Whatever, it's because Roman is keeping that title regardless until we get to, like you say, Rumble or WrestleMania. From now until then is a long time for them to just stone cold bury Bray Wyatt again by having him lose every time to to Roman Reigns, and I can't see him going into a feud with. Jay, or indeed both of the Usos, because that doesn't really make any sense either. Um, so I, I just really hope it's not this match. Um, I unsurprisingly have also picked Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman is is keeping it. Um, I'll be doing backflips if if Jay does win. I'll be very happy if he does. But I just I just can't see it. It's it's also that thing of. He's a little bit of a smaller guy. And uh, obviously Vince has got his magic pen and eraser out nowadays. So can't see that uh, playing too well in his book either. So yeah, that, that does that does complete our predictions for uh, SummerSlam. Uh, like I say, slightly reduced card. But still had, had six matches to, to get through at this, this early stage. Um, so if you, if you are thinking, oh, I, I, I don't know when it is. It's the 5th of August. You might hear the podcast at a different time to normal. 5th of August. You've not missed it. Don't panic. Um, but yeah, all good. And thank you to these gents for joining me and going through all, all of the um, ins and outs of, of WWE once again. Um, I'm assuming nobody has any other business for this podcast. Nope. All good. Lovely stuff. Right, we'll enjoy SummerSlam. Um, I, I think myself and Paul will enjoy our respective holidays away. Uh, we'll leave Andy and Matt here to, to hold the fort and make sure that uh, nothing burns down in the meantime and, you know, look after the, uh, get some milk in for the uh, for the way back. Um, but yeah, thank you very much and we shall uh, see you soon. So there we go, what do you think to that? SummerSlam in the bag, baby. So we'll have to see how the matches go, see who's going to win the predictions this time out. I'm not giving out that title without a fight, I tell you that. If you enjoyed this one, click that like button. If you enjoyed it more, share the podcast with friends, family and loved ones. If you really, 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 really loved it, leave us a review. If you want to get in touch with us, let us know your predictions. We'll put you in, we'll put you in the predictions battle. All you have to do is jump over to the website, thecookiecast.com. There you will find social media links and an email button. That way you can get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Join us for the next pay-per-view. Find out who won the predictions for this one. And uh, until then, I'm going to say bye. And I'll see you then. 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this awesome cookie cast.